What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Chapter 8 of A Prairie Schooner Princess by Mary Catherine Mall. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 8 Joe Meets a Friend and Makes an Enemy The sound of the voices outside had wakened the boys, who, worn out from excitement of the night, had fallen into a fitful slumber. As the fact of the looting of the carol wagon, with its disastrous consequences to the young survivor of the tragedy, forced itself upon him, Joshua Peniman uttered a loud exclamation. Instantly Joe and Lige leaped from the wagon, their guns in their hands, and Mrs. Peniman, still grasping her revolver, parted the rear curtains of the wagon and looked out. When their eyes fell upon the Indian, both boys started violently, and Joe raised his gun. "'No, no, son, put down thy gun,' cried his father. "'This is a friend.' it was he who so mysteriously saved us last night he is a friend and has learned to speak a little english at the friend's mission oh cried hannah peniman and in the little exclamation was wonder relief and surprise but see hannah went on mr peniman see what those miscreants have done they have rifled the carroll wagon and carried off everything of value in it including the dispatch box the dispatch box hannah peniman's face whitened and her eyes grew dark with horror they have taken the dispatch box oh joshua that box had in it everything relating to the property and identity of that little girl her husband nodded i know he said it is a terrible catastrophe i should have put that box in my own wagon but who would have thought? Who would have supposed that Indians? Neowaji, who had been looking and listening impassively, interrupted her. Indian no want papers. Mr. and Mrs. Peniman started and looked at one another. True, said Joshua Peniman, pulling at his beard. That is true, Neowaji. Presently he looked up at his wife with a troubled face. There is more in this than we see now, he said in a low tone, and told her of the scrap of paper, the print of a white man's boot at the rear of the wagon, of the broken locks and open trunks and scattered books and papers in the wagon. There is something very strange about it, he concluded. Our own wagons were not disturbed. Our horses were not taken. It almost looks to me as if the assault was made upon us to cover the rifling of the carroll wagon. He stopped abruptly and stood for some moments, with head bent thinking intently. Then going to his own wagon, he returned with the arrow he had taken from the body of Lee Carroll. Silently he handed it to Neowaji. Silently the Indian inspected it. Santi Sioux, he said after a moment, handing it back. Are you sure? Sure. See plenty. My young men fight Santi Sioux. 
kill my people two three five hundred drive my people way from hunting grounds my people starve go omaha reservation they put us in friend's care and this is a sioux arrow the indian nodded i took that arrow out of the dead body of a white man when he was dying he told me that it was not an indian that had killed him then by a sudden impulse he told the chief the whole story when it was finished the indian remained standing with his arms folded across his bare brown chest his head bent his face passive after an interval he spoke you got papoose now yes she sleep in wagon no she has never slept there since her father and mother died she sleeps with my little girls in that wagon pointing to the canvas-covered prairie schooner where his own children lay asleep indian no want papoose indian no want paper white man want papoose and paper joshua peniman nodded yes i see your point but i don't know it's beyond me i don't know what to think the children awakened by the talking had now crowded to the back of the wagon and ruth nina sam and paul were staring out with bulging eyes for the first time they were gazing upon a real red man of the plains and strange to say their father was not shooting at him nor scalping him nor even being scalped by him but was standing quietly talking to him evidently asking his advice the younger children were also awake now and mrs peniman got down from the wagon and began preparing the breakfast thee must stay and break bread with us friend neowage said joshua peniman and presently the whole family were gathered about the oilcloth on the grass with neowage cross-legged and silent among them it seemed very strange to be thus eating breakfast with one of the savages of whom they stood in such deadly terror the night before the little girls shrank closer to their mother and peered at him with fearful eyes but the boys watched his every movement with fascinated gaze and lige began mentally composing a letter to simeon fisher in which he meant to tell him all about his friend neowage the great and mighty chief of the winnebago tribe the chief however after one keen glance from his black eyes seemed to pay little attention to them his eyes were fastened upon nina and whether it was her tragic story or her winning beauty that held his attention they could not tell when he had finished eating he rose abruptly and said me go now then turning to mr peniman he extended his hand no be afraid he said in his deep guttural voice neowage you friend he watch over you no let quaker family get harm then as he turned to where his pony was standing its bridle trailing on the ground he included them all in one quick glance and muttered a guttural good-bye mrs peniman rose and gave him her hand thanking him for his protection the boys also hastened to shake hands with him but nina sprang up from her place and ran to him taking from her neck a pretty little blue chain and laid it in his hand keep it she said 
smiling up at him. You were good and saved us. Keep that to remember us by. The Indian looked down from his great height upon the golden-haired little girl, then to the chain in his hand. Ump, he grunted. But they knew from the smile on his face that he was pleased. What you name? he asked. Nina. Nina Carroll. Then, with a shy little smile, the boys call me Princess. Umph! again grunted the Indian, and mounting his pony, rode swiftly away. As the pioneers traveled on through the heat and dust of that day, the hearts of Joshua Peniman and his wife were deeply troubled. It was not alone that their worst fears of the perils of the plains had been realized in the attack of the night before, but the menace and mystery of the theft of the dispatch box left a deep sense of fear and depression upon them. I cannot but fear for the child, Joshua Peniman said, after long study. We know nothing about her, who she is, what her life may represent, or what enemies her family may have had. The thought is forcing itself upon me that we should not keep her with us, that we must leave her at the first mission we come to, as her mother requested. They may be able to get her back to her own people. But who are her people? How can we ever tell that now? Every bit of information, every letter, address, paper, everything relating to her or her relatives was in that box but surely the girl herself knows very little i have talked with her it appears that she and her parents have been traveling abroad a great deal of the time since she was born she knows that they lived in new york also for a time in st louis but she does not remember the address in either place her mother's parents are dead i believe and I judge from things she told me that there must have been some trouble with her father's family, and that the young couple lived rather an independent existence. Then, after a long pause, somehow I cannot bear to leave the child at a mission. Think of leaving our Ruth. I know Hannah, but her safety. Yes, I realize that. We have the right, perhaps, to jeopardize the lives of our own family in this trip across the plains.